special today. Hi, everyone. I am going to light our fifth and final candle. Uh, I was supposed to be up here with my family, so all of the cute part of this uh, portion is missing. It's just me. I apologize for that, but uh, I'll thank Dude, thank you. Thank you. In uh, the Gospel of John, he writes this. All things came into being through him, and apart from him, nothing came into being that has come into being. In him was life, and the life was the light of men. The light shines in the darkness, and the darkness did not overcome it. And later in the same book of John, Jesus says, I am the light of the world. Anyone who follows me will never walk in darkness, but will have the light of life. So this fifth and final candle represents Jesus Christ, who was born as God in the flesh. This child would bring hope, not just a wish, but confidence that God would defeat evil. This child would bring peace, even in the midst of suffering and trials, a peace that assures us that he is in control. This child would bring joy, for he would deliver us. This child would bring love, a love that would never be taken away, a love that is beyond our understanding. See, Jesus is the light of the world. His light brings hope, peace, joy, and love when all seems dark. And I was thinking earlier this week about, you know, at Christmas time, we go shopping and we want to find the perfect gift, right? We want to find the perfect gift for the other person, or we want, maybe we want to receive the perfect gift. And I was just thinking about how Jesus is the perfect gift. He's the perfect gift. In the book of James, it says that every good and perfect gift comes down from above, from our Father. And so Jesus is the perfect gift for each and every one of us. Wherever we're at in all of our, our entire, you know, the, the year that we've had, all the ups and the downs, the trials, the joys, the 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 happiness, the loneliness, I mean, every single thing that you and I have faced, he's a perfect gift to meet us in that moment. Christmas is not about us trying to get our, make our way up to God to fix what's going on inside. It's about God coming down, him descending to us. It, and he comes as a gift. And that gift is just meant to be received. And so tonight, as we continue in this service, our hope and our prayer is that you would once again, be reminded or receive for the first time that gift that Jesus comes. He's a gift for you. He's given to you, not to be earned, but to be received. So let's continue. Would you pray with me today? God, we're so thankful for that truth that we've just sung, that hail the son of righteousness, that you that were seated high became low to become, to be born so that we could have life and forgiveness of sins and freedom. And you offer that gift to each of us today. And so it's ours for the taking, and we pray that we could receive that. And some, for the first time maybe in this place, could hear that truth anew and afresh. So have your way in this place, we pray in Jesus' name.
Amen. You may be seated. All right. Well, Merry Christmas, everyone. So if anyone missed the instruction on the raffle cards, if you, um, because I did. So if you uh, want to turn in a raffle card and pass them towards an aisle, uh, they'll come by and a couple of people will come by and collect them for you. If you already, if everyone got it, then you don't have to worry about it. It's just, just me and my family who forgot. So anyway, Merry Christmas. Great to be with you. Thank you for making the adjustment. Uh, you came out. It's Christmas Eve, 3 p.m. We were not planning this service. We were planning to be outside, but as you can see, it's, the storm is raging out there, and, and so we had to pivot and, and move, in, <laughs> move the services, and, uh, but we we're so glad that you could make it and be a part of this. Uh, we hope that for you, uh, Christmas Eve, that we hope that for this gathering for you right now, that you can worship, that you can hear and be reminded of the Christmas message, and after this, that you can just go and be with family, with friends, and relax. Uh, we hope that all the kind of the rushing around that sometimes is part of Christmas would be over for you, and you can just rest in the story and what it means. And uh, even for me, I'm notorious. I, I like to wait till Christmas Eve to do some of my prep and, and to go out. And so I have seen some of you in the stores, so don't judge because there, there's others of you. But sometimes, I, but I'm done. I have nothing left to do. All the shopping is done. It was a little easier this year. Because I asked my boys, I said, what, what is it that you want for Christmas? And, and they said, Dad, nothing would make us happier than a PS5. So I'm like, okay, great. Nothing will make you happier than a PS5. So I got them nothing. So <laughs> I'm glad you got that. I wasn't sure if that would work or not. I was, I was, I was trying that one. Like, does this work? So anyway, but it's great. Uh, I, I do hope that you can just relax and enjoy this time. You, you know, this Christmas, I got to admit, this is different than I thought it would be. If you were to ask me in Christmas 2020 uh, of how things were and said, hey, do you think next Christmas will be, you know, 2021, is it going to be much different? And I'd say, oh, it's going to be way different. And here we are. I, I, I have to confess how 2021 went, I was not expecting. I, I, I was expecting a little less division. I was expecting a little uh, less kind of turmoil. And I, I thought things would be, feel a little more normal than they did. But here we are, Christmas 2021. And I can't wait till 2022. It's going to be awesome. <laughs> but as I think back on this year, I, I also think that I was kind of processing on this message for tonight and thinking, what do we need? And, and the question that I was asking and praying with God is, what, what, is, what do we need to hear about Christmas? Because, of course, the story, it's God's great love for us, that he came in the form of man, and he was born as a baby, and it was his gift of love that gave us life, and not just life for eternity, forgiveness from sin, peace, of, peace with God, but life for today. That's, that's an amazing message that we want to reflect on. But what specifically do we need to hear? And this word kept popping up for me, and it was gratitude. It was gratitude. Because if you're like me, and I look back on this last year, and there were many times when the frustration of everything around me just kind of got to me. Where you, you think you're doing all right, and then you open up the news feed in the morning, and you say, seriously, more articles like this? Or you look on that very uplifting app called Nextdoor, <laughs> And you look at it and say, seriously, this is what my neighbors are like? This is what Encinitas is like? 
Why am I the only normal one in the whole city? And there's times when you can get, I could get frustrated and it takes the joy away. And I was thinking about that and I, I really think what we need is gratitude. Because researchers have actually found in the last 30 years, in fact, psychology has developed a whole new branch called positive psychology. And, and the point of it is that they research and look at the power of, of changing your mindset about positive things and and gratitude is actually one of the number one things that leads to joy in your life being able to be have an attitude where you are grateful for things the author ann voskamp said this she said as long as there's an opportunity for thankfulness or for gratitude there's an opportunity for joy i want to say that again as long as there's an opportunity for gratitude, there's an opportunity for joy. So even in the terrible news of, of maybe some health issues that you or your family are going through, or through some division that we see in our culture, or maybe within your own family, your own workplace, your own neighborhood, that in those moments where there's this temptation to think that, okay, all is lost, if there is a possibility to find something to be grateful for in those moments, then there is a possibility that you can experience joy. And research would confirm that. So I was pondering that and thinking about it and, and thinking of the very first Christmas, the Christmas story. When Jesus was born, he was born at a time in the history of Israel that was considered a dark season of their history. And now as we look back, it was what we call this 400 or so years of silence where the last prophet spoke and and we have the recorded words and then there was nothing. There was nothing except for oppression from the Greek empire and then the Roman empire. There was corruption in the priesthood. Their politics were corrupt. It was a time when they felt like things are dark. What is there to be grateful for? And in the midst of that, we have the Christmas story where God decides now is the time where I'm going to enter in and fulfill these prophecies, fulfill the expectation that I will come and make things right. And so I just want to talk about three of the kind of more familiar characters in the Christmas story other than Jesus. Jesus, hopefully, is the most familiar character in the Christmas story for you. But some of the others I was thinking of, think of Mary. Mary is this young woman who's engaged to be married. She's a virgin and told in this vision from this angel that God has chosen you. In fact, comes to her in Luke chapter 1 and says, Oh, greetings, oh, favored one. So it starts out by God saying, I favor you, I've chosen you, I've chosen you to shower you and remind you that you are loved. And then he reveals this plan that she will be the one who will give birth to the Messiah that Israel has been waiting for, the prophets have been speaking of. And Mary's response was very unusual. See, because most of us would respond and say, hey, thanks for the offer, but maybe you could find someone else. I'm kind of busy. You see, I'm engaged, and, and I've got wedding planning to go through. The, the flower girl hasn't gotten back to me yet, and the caterer is hard to work with. I just don't have time. But Mary's response was actually one of gratitude. So much so that she actually writes this song of joy and gratitude where she says, how, can, how amazing that God considered me. And he chose me 
to share and remind me that I am loved. So Mary, out of gratitude, it led to joy, and her joy led to a courageous faith. It's amazing, the response of gratitude. Thank you, God, that you have chosen me. Another familiar character in the story are the shepherds. The shepherds in the time were known as outcasts, and they were known as kind of the lowest of the low. They wouldn't be welcomed in to hang out with the priests. They were not the religious elite. They didn't know any of the politicians. They were shepherds. And shepherds are the ones that God chose to reveal this birth to them. And and so the angels show up in the night, and in this glorious angelic moment that just brought them to their knees in fear. And the angels say, I come to you, and we bring to you today good news of great joy for all the people, for today a Savior is born. His name is Christ the Lord, which means the Messiah, the one you've been waiting for. The shepherds heard this message, and they they started connecting the dots, and they thought of, oh yeah, the prophet Micah said a baby, the Messiah would be born in Bethlehem. The prophet Isaiah predicted this, that God would come in the form of, he'd come to a virgin woman and be born of a, as a baby, and the world would call him God with us, Emmanuel. So they go to see this baby. And we're told as they see him, they're invited in. Shepherds are never invited in to see a baby that wasn't theirs. And their response was Gratitude. In fact, they leave there thankful and filled with great joy because they were grateful that God invited them into his family. And it led to great joy, we're told in Scripture. And that joy inspired them to tell others of this message of the Messiah. So we have Mary, who was grateful that God chose to reveal his love to her. We have the shepherds who were grateful that God chose to invite them to be part of their family. And then another character or characters in the story that are so familiar are the magi, or we might call them the wise men. The three wise men. We don't know how many there really were. But they came and they, they were known as people who weren't even worshipers of God of the Bible. But they were known to study stars. And for some reason, the creator God that we believe is the God of creation, the one we serve, decided to reveal to them that his Messiah would be born in Bethlehem and and use stars. And as they studied the stars, he said, I put it on their heart and said, I want you, maybe even in a vision, that this baby has been born. So they go, they travel to Israel. They go there and they proclaim that Jesus is king. And when they see him, their hearts are overwhelmed. And they worship. You could say that they were grateful that God included them in his story. He chose to invite them in and reveal part of the story to them. See, almost everywhere we look in the Christmas story, you can trace it back and you see this great joy, but it's connected not to the circumstance, but to the response to the circumstance, to this joy that, or, or this gratefulness that they were in that moment, that they were part of that moment. You know, as a, a father with three boys, I, I think back to when our kids were a little bit younger and how much joy there was on Christmas morning for me. There still is great joy in our house on Christmas morning, but I loved Christmas morning when the kids were younger and they got to unveil the gift. They would rip open the package and see if it is what they had been expecting. And I loved, and looking back at some of our old videos, when they got that gift that they wanted. 
and the great joy, and they would say, yes, this is so great, and they were filled with gratitude. They said, Dad, we'll wash your car every day, all year. We're so grateful for you. You're the best. That's what they're going to do tomorrow. Okay. (laughs) But I remember those moments, and it was so fun for me, and not because they got the gift they wanted, although I love that, but seeing the gratitude in their hearts warmed mine. And it was to see them joyful. And I'm thinking about gratitude this year, and I just wonder what our gratefulness to God does to his heart. What, and so, friends, here's a challenge for you this year. What if in 2022, we made it the year where we choose to be grateful? Choose an attitude of gratitude this year. That find the moments where you can say, God, I'm thankful just as Mary was that you choose to love us. Like the shepherds that say, God, we're thankful that you've invited us to be a part of your family, even in our shortcomings, even when things go wrong, even when we fall short, even in the midst of our skepticism and our doubt, we're grateful. And like the magi, God, we are grateful that you have revealed your story to us. The Christmas story wasn't, didn't just happen in a small town and no one ever heard about it. But here we are 2,000 or so years later still celebrating it. The worship team's going to start making their way back up and we come to a time in our service that we light these candles and it's our tradition to do this every year. And for those of you outdoors, we'll be sending a candle your way in just a moment. But the amazing thing about that Christmas morning was it was a time when there was great division and despair. It's a time when people were wondering, God, when will you ever change things? And in that moment, God showed up. In that darkness, there was this great light. And that light spread from one character to the other in the story. And next thing you know, the light of Jesus carried throughout the rest of the earth. So tonight, we light candles as a reminder of what happened on that first Christmas. A reminder that in the darkness of the world and the despair that was going on, Jesus showed up. And that light spread. And so, friends, may our light this year that comes from Jesus in us spread. And may we do that this year by being grateful people, grateful to a God who considers us. And watch that gratefulness turn to joy and transform the lives, your very life, and the people around you. So as we light the candles here, We want to light them as a symbol of what happens when the joy of Jesus takes over a city. It takes over a room. It takes over our hearts. So as we sing the songs, we're going to light the candles and ask you to pass the light from one to the next and take a moment to look and to see how the light of Jesus spreads. And for any of you here today, who say, okay, this is a good symbol, but I don't know what you're talking about. 
I'm not sure about this Jesus. I want to let you know today, like that very first Christmas, that there's a God who created all things, who has you here for a reason. I don't know what your reason is. It could be because a family member told you you need to come. That's your gift to them this year. But you're hearing this message. And I believe you're hearing this message because God wants you to know that he loves you so much that he came and lived this existence just the way you and I live it. He wanted to bring and give you life. And there's nothing that you have done, nothing you've thought, nothing you've said, nothing you will say or do or think that can outdo the grace and the love that God has for you. And so as the light passes around this year and we sing these songs, would you also consider making this light a reality in your own life? Would you consider bending a knee to Jesus this year in your heart to welcome him in as the shepherds did, as the magi did, and allow him to transform you this year? Let me pray for you. God, we thank you so much for this this day, this amazing day, great weather. We thank you for your love. We thank you for this story that's been told for 2,000 years and still means something. And God, I thank you for all of the hard things we've gone through in the last few years, as well as all the good things. We thank you that in the midst of it, you've shown that you are never, your love never ceases, that your presence is there, your peace is there. So God, we pray that you would be present with us in 2022. We know you are, but let us be aware of that. And for anyone in here who's never received your love or forgiveness and they want to do that today, God, would you shower them with your love? And if that's you today, would you just pray this prayer with me in your heart? If you want to receive Jesus and his forgiveness, just pray this prayer. Lord Jesus, I believe in you. Though I may have doubts and questions, I ask you to forgive me for my sins and transform my life. And if that's your prayer, today it's your first step of a life with Jesus Christ in you. So friends of Seacoast, I pray that we may grow in our gratitude this year. Gratitude for God's love, for his invitation into the family, and that he includes us and reveals his message to us. God, we thank you for who you are. In your name, amen. Let's pass the light of Jesus around, the symbol. Would you stand with us as we sing?